Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Storrs, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, we have somebody who I'm very excited to talk to who is an expert in something very mysterious. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Hey, my name is Michael Palladino, and I do comedy in Phoenix sometimes. I am an expert on the TV series Unsolved Mysteries. Interesting. Self-proclaimed expert. So, hey, expert is an expert. There's Damn no, right. there's no, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no independent faculty. There's no asterisks next to expert. Yeah, there's no asterisk next to expert. There's no independent commission that is coming in and being like, are these people actually experts, Matthew? It's like, yeah, these people are experts. If they're saying they're experts, I believe them. I believe you. I believe anybody who says they're an expert in anything. That's how society should function. But my understanding- trust me, then that's good enough. Good, good. My understanding of Unsolved Mysteries is that it is a TV series. And that it, is correct. it is a very good, it can be, be a very spooky series. They have a lot of, they had a very large budget for smoke machines and dry ice. Mm -hmm. Very, very large. The lighting also, that nice timber of the host voice in the original uh -huh. series. Mm -hmm. And Robert the, Stack. wonderful Mr. Stack. Mm -hmm. And What's interesting is that the, the show started from a very good and wholesome place because it was developed in an idea that it could help loved ones ha find what happened to people that were missing, people mm -hmm. that may have passed away. Absolutely. But one of the major ways that it helped people that a lot of people don't realize is with the work that it provided to the background and reenactment actors throughout the oh, series. Yeah. And a lot of very famous actors have been in the series, especially in the 90s, to kind of build and pad out their reels, such as Bradley Cooper. Correct. John mm -hmm. C. Riley, mm -hmm. um, Mahershala Ali. Very- Oh, I didn't know he was on there. He was, he, he had a story where he was a young man who may or may not have been abducted by aliens. Oh, that was one of my favorite ones. I didn't know that was him. It was, it was Mahershala. And the thing is like, it's very hard to go back and like watch that and be like, is that Mahershala Ali? It's like, cause they all kind of blend together because there's so uh -huh. many, unfortunately there's so many mysteries out there. You just taught the expert. Hey, you know, I do what I can. I, you know, whenever I can. I remember that that segment like vividly. I saw that when I was a kid and yeah, nightmares for all of the 90s. So, Well, that's really ultimately what the goal of the show was. It was to teach a populace and this was not to be to give away the goat, but it was yeah, give it away. The political ramifications were let's make millennials afraid. Let's make the new Correct. generation afraid of aliens, of potential murder. And you can see a direct line and correlation between Unsolved Mysteries and all of like the murder podcasts, all of like the murder show documentaries, all of these things. It mm -hmm. all has its root in Unsolved Mysteries and this, this fear and this insecurity that they developed in us in the late 80s, early 90s, and into the 2000s. True. And 
that's, but they taught us and we learned how to enjoy that fear, enjoy that anxiety. And now yeah, we can't get enough of it. And that is demonstrated somewhat by the shifts from the networks that they made. So they originally were on NBC, they moved to CBS, then Lifetime, then Spike, and now Netflix. It's very clear as that trajectory goes on, the shift in content, the shift in the type of mysteries that they wanted. And for instance, Lifetime, huge increase in the number of husbands killing their wives. Go figure. Yeah. Huge number of like mysterious falls off cliffs. Then on Spike, it was way more, hey, this person may have been abducted by aliens. Hey, there was... Where did this person's car go? You know, why? What kind of car was it? What kind of engine was <laughs> in the car? What happened to this guy's sandwich? He knows that he made it and left it that out on the counter. One. Those sorts of things. And then Netflix kind of bring it all together with mm -hmm. more of a standard. These are legitimate and very scary mysteries. We very much hope we can help these people find what happened to their loved ones. You know, exactly. recentering it to that kind of intended goal. But also mm -hmm. going back to that original intent of giving the next generation of amazing Academy Award winning actors an opportunity to build out their reels and mm -hmm. to develop their craft. And so, you know, that's basically my understanding of Unsolved Mysteries. About how much of that would you say was accurate? A lot of it was accurate. I did like the I, the notion you had, which I never heard before, but I'm going to go into that. Of the, the purpose of the show was to frighten millennials. I like that. I feel like the government really tried to frighten us with the terror alerts in the early 2000s, but that couldn't unsolve mysteries. Way more frightening. Oh, yeah. You put on a marathon of unsolved mysteries. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be under my covers the whole time, the whole rest of the weekend. You're be under the bed. What you were saying too about actors from that are now known that were in the remakes back then, that, that makes me, that brings up a funny thing that I wanted to point out. Dennis Farina mm -hmm. was a host on the Spike TV version of Unsolved Mysteries. I don't really count that as part of Unsolved Mysteries lore because basically they just took the ones that they still didn't solve from the Robert Stack ones and just replayed the reenactments but had Dennis Farina talking over it. But by then, a lot of the actors in the reenactments were then famous. So one of the funniest things I ever heard was Dennis Farina talking about a horrible murder that wasn't solved. And then he goes, now let's take a look at the video and keep an eye out for a young Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> now let's find out who shot this woman's husband in the head. Yeah, like, it, I just thought that was like, yeah, I always think of that. Whenever I think of Dennis Farina, keep an eye out for a young Matthew McConaughey in this murder story. But yeah, most of what you said was correct. And the original goal, yeah, was to bring a lot of, bring peace to some families mm -hmm. that maybe lost a loved one. There was a lot of kids in foster care that got, that went missing, adopted kids that went missing. So there was a lot of that, which is, which is sweet. A lot of true crime stuff, but it... It was always funny to me that there would be aliens and ghosts, and then they would say, like, if you have any information, please come. It's like, you know, what are you going to... Yeah, I had a ghost in my house, too. So they, they must be... Like, that just seemed like a very... Not a concrete way to prove something. 
Right, to, yeah, that's well, a little harder to demonstrate. Oh, yeah. Very ethereal. Yeah, intangible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, you were pretty much on the money about a lot of things. Yeah. I, yeah, I do what I can when I can. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I know you. Yeah, it's ingrained in my brain, the fear of unsolved mysteries. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are we going to talk about the theme song? Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about the theme song. I read about the theme because I didn't know much about it, except that it used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. And I looked it up. And now I got to look it up again because I forgot the names. But the, the theme song was composed by two guys named Gary Malkin and Michael Boyd. And they used something, I don't know if you call it like a time signature or something like that. It, anyway, it's called The Devil's Interval. It's okay. also dry tone. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Okay. So there's a certain way of hitting notes that it, if it's in like threes, so I, mm-hmm. I assume it's like the theme song. The last three notes there in runs of that little tune, it kind of goes up at the end. And back in the day, in medieval times, you weren't allowed to have that in songs okay. because the idea was that it was communicating to the devil. It was, notes would go up, but then you would think that they would land somewhere, kind of, but mm-hmm. the idea was that it just goes up. And then so it builds more tension. People got scared by that and thought the devil was coming through the music. They used the tritone devil's interval purposely to do that. Black Sabbath also used to do that quite a bit. That's that's very interesting. And I've recently taken a music lesson and you know singing lessons. And I think I have a theory of why they didn't want it to go up. I probably like Kings and other people that were supposed to like sing along couldn't hit the notes. And so they're like, oh, it's the devil. The devil made my voice break and we're not going past this point. And so then, you know, they kind of shift it to that lower register, that easier chest voice, as opposed to that nasally head voice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening. Anything that that somebody can't do and they would blame on the devil. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be part of in a singing? That's it's the devil's register, you said? The devil's interval. Devil's interval. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. When did you first start watching Unsolved Mysteries? Do you like remember? Too young. Way too young. young. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, must have. It. Okay. So it started in 1987, which I was three uh, years old then. That would have been too young even for me. But it was. um, Okay. So the, the first three hosts were Robert Stack, of course, Carl Malden, and Raymond Burr. So they were the first, they did three specials and then they decided to make it a series with Robert Stack. And then that came on in 89, I believe. I remember being like five or six and my mother was watching it and I was just very sucked in by the Devil's Interval theme song. Yeah. I think that hooked me. And uh, the deep voice of Robert Stack. And, but above all the, the bad reenactments that you, when you get older and you watch a lot of horror movies and appreciate film, you could kind of appreciate how, even though they dealt with, with such cheap production and terrible actors, they knew how to play on the tension. And there's a lot that I feel like horror directors can learn by watching 
Unsolved Mysteries reenactments, as funny as that sounds. But yeah, to answer your question, I was way too young, probably about six. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And are, do any of the stories or mysteries kind of stick out in your mind? In my mind? Absolutely. Yeah. There are several. If you're looking at the Robert Stack years, like mm -hmm. the golden age or the early ones, there's a couple ones. First of all, there is a missing persons case that breaks my heart that they still haven't solved. A little girl named Antoinette Cayadito. And just a very famous story of a, of a young native girl who got kidnapped in New Mexico. They still haven't found her. And there are some very haunting clues about what happened to her. I'll leave the, the listener to look that up. And then mm -hmm. another good one from that age is the Betty Cash story, a story about there was a grandmother, a middle-aged woman, and the grandson of the grandmother in Texas. They were driving down a Texas road and a UFO parked itself over their car and gave them all radiation poisoning and, uh, and cancer and they made a big stink about it and tried to figure out what was going on and the air force and the government visit them and said let it go so yeah those two and then there's one on the new netflix edition that i heard this story before it's my favorite ghost story as of now and it's i think it's the second to last episode in the third season of, of the next of the netflix version and uh, i encourage every, everybody to watch it it's uh i believe it's called the ghost in apartment a or something like that or, okay apartment 14 that's what it is yeah the mar liz ghost story that's all i'll say look it up it's fantastic fantastic hopefully they'll solve these mysteries and maybe in the distribution of this episode they'll finally get the exposure that they need to solve some of these cases. Funny you say that because one of my favorite things now, in, in 2017, they brought back Unsolved Mysteries on streaming services. And uh, it's been so long since these episodes came out that now there's updates after most of them. So right. a lot of them are solved now. And it, oh, gives you, it gives you a great feeling to know that that little girl is gonna be okay. Or that guy who shot those people He's paying the price for it now, things like that. So That's, that is very um, nice. I'm happy that they have no proof of ghosts or aliens, but uh, they keep trying on to it. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. This has been very illuminating for me. If people wanted to learn more about you or they wanted to learn more about Unsolved Mysteries, what would you recommend to them? I would recommend if you want to learn more about me, the best way to do that would be go to uh, my Instagram, which is at cycle tarantino and there's an underscore between cycle and tarantino it's my name michael paladino it rhymes like that you know so I, I feel like that's a really good instagram handle to have and then if they want to check out unsolved mysteries i would say go watch it okay. if the original robert stack series is on all the free streaming apps i think Tubi and i was gonna say imdb tv but i think that's freebie now whatever mm -hmm. all that crap check it out and go to unsolvedmysteries.com they have all their mysteries set up there in like a database and yeah let's get out there and solve some mysteries guys sounds good excellent michael thank you so much i really appreciated having you yeah. on my name is matt stores and this has been matt's planning